Connor Sweetman and welcome to InsureTech Radio, the podcast that teaches you all about how technology is transforming insurance and about the people making it happen. As always, we are brought to you by InsureTech Ireland. Please visit our website, insuretechireland.org, and sign up to our weekly community newsletter. This is episode 38, and my guest this week is Roger Peverelli. My name is uh, Roger Peverelli. I'm founder of the DIA community. DIA stands for Digital Insurance Agenda. We connect insurance executives with InsurTech leaders to accelerate innovation in insurance. In this episode, Roger and I speak about the pace of digital transformation post-COVID-19 and the kinds of insurtechs that can take advantage. We talk about what the future roles of underwriters and brokers will look like, but I start off by speaking to Roger about his very first Digital Insurance Agenda conference way back in 2016. And when you when you started like your first uh, DIA conference there in 2016, um, and you said there's two and a half thousand insurtechs in your database now. How, how many insurtechs were in your database at that time? Seven hundred. Seven hundred. Yeah, well. Far less. Yeah. Far less. And did the did the idea of you know investing in the conference did it seem like a crazy idea for you at the time, or did it seem like a you know this is absolutely makes sense. Uh, this is something that's needed. Well, you know, like I've been working as a consultant in banking and insurance for a long period, and I just noticed that five-year time lag between innovation in banking and innovation in insurance. So I think that at that point in time, especially at least, noticing what took place in banking was a good predictor of what was about to take place in insurance. Hmm. So the rise of fintech and what it did was not that difficult to imagine how new technologies could also advance uh, the insurance industry. And when you re- reflect on where we are now, is it in line with your expectations back then? Oh, no, not at all. You know, like the things, whatever takes place, uh, all sorts of new developments, new technologies that emerge, but also the level of adoption of consumers that always differs from what you initially think. Think uh, certain things can be adopted more or less. Certain technologies can become more or less popular. It also has to do with the pace in which insurers really embrace new technologies. But also, for instance, how they work together with InsurTech. You know, like some mm. some solutions are no-brainers to use, but still we see that apparently it's quite difficult for insurers to use them at scale. What's an example of a no-brainer then that's not being uh, adopted uh, as quickly as you would uh, would have expected? Automating claims, for instance. You know, looking okay. at all the data that's available, um, it is in virtually every organization possible to uh, automate at least 80-90% of the claims. Wow. And what are the challenges then? AI. The challenges? Oh, the challenges are multifold. On the one hand, there's the not invented here syndrome. So as soon as an insurtech offers such solutions or sits with an insurer to, to discuss such solutions, there are usually a lot of people also in the room who say from the IT departments of uh, or the data departments of those insurers who say, we can do that as well. I've been in several of those sessions, and um, of course, it's true in terms of uh, capabilities, they often can, but not in terms of focus and not in terms of being really dedicated to do this. Mm-hmm. And on the other end, there's also other arguments which I think are very valid. You know, like just suppose that you have a claims department of uh, 200 people and you're able to automate 90% of the claims. What are you going to do with, with all those people that you have on board now? You also have a social function. And you know, like letting all those people go, that's also something that is not immediately welcomed. 
Yeah, that's something actually that's driven a lot of my curiosity and uh, motivation for doing this podcast is trying to figure out, well, what, what will those traditional roles look like? The people who would have gone into those types of roles, either claims people, brokers, underwriters, what will those roles of the future look like? So people will still be there, they'll still have all the knowledge yeah. and they'll probably be redeployed to do something. So I just, what, what are your thoughts on what the function of those traditional roles will be? Well, at the end of the day, it's all about added value. So the 90% claims that you can automate, apparently, things that an algorithm can solve as well. So they are, especially at this point in time, still very routine tasks. I've been in situations where I noticed that really people were just shoving paper, creating even a workload that made that customers had to wait for weeks to get an answer to their claim. That, of course, initiated a lot of calls in the call center, dissatisfaction of clients. So there's a lot of reason also to change that. But still, you know, like at some point, you need to really embrace those new technologies to really try to solve that problem. And the willingness to do that within the organization is not always there. It's growing, but looking at where we are now, it could have been much faster. And we see now, like, so we're recording this in May of 2020, and um, COVID-19 is uh, you know, everywhere in the world. And it's kind of sh- shaken a lot of people out of their inertia and kind of forced them to uh, adapt uh, in ways that they probably would never have done otherwise. And so what are your thoughts on the impact of COVID-19 on, on the speed of digital transfer transformation now? It's really served as a wake-up call, the crisis, when it comes to digital transformation. And many say to us that, um, yeah, they are now moving forward much faster than they did before. But what they also saw is that necessity to work at home instantly, overnight. Many managed to realize that in a matter of days, hmm. uh, whereas in the years before, like it was only at a very slow place with limited attention on the management agenda working at home. And also you know, like specific functions that were sort of a taboo to speak about when you think about call agents working from home and things like that. That basically was never the case. But now we see that insurers doing it much faster as well. So they see that they can change faster and they see the necessity. So probably it will lead shifting digital transformation to a higher gear. And uh, so what insurtechs do you think can benefit the most from, uh, say, say we do assume, that, let's, let's assume that things are going to change and they're going to change um, forever. What insurtechs are best placed to take advantage? Well, short term, we noticed that especially everything that needs to be taken care of remote offers a big challenge for insurers who are used to doing everything physically with brokers and agents. So short term, it is about the insurtechs that really help an incumbent to bridge the physical distance that customers need to experience. And that basically refers to all stages and touch points of the customer journey. So it is in sales, in onboarding, in claims, and self-service. So think about insurtechs that offer ways to do video calls with customers or insurtechs that provide a way to establish the customer identity in a digital way or e-signatures, digital signatures, digital verification, virtual assistance. But also you're looking at, for instance, claims. It's about remote expertise, for instance, also using images made by the customer. In onboarding, it's really about digital onboarding. Yeah, so those kind of things that are short-term 
helping an incumbent to bridge the physical distance and make things digital there. Because it falls into your uh, category of enablers, does it? Absolutely. But most of of them now, when you look at the short-term opportunities, the insurtechs that will benefit at this point in time, uh, let's say in the next year, or immediately are those that really, really help to bridge the physical distance. Yeah, looking a bit ahead, the level of commitment of an incumbent is going up. So here we speak more about insurtechs that, that provide more structural solutions in terms of platforms to uh, facilitate end-to-end digital processes or even insurance as a service platforms or RPA platforms that help to automate their uh, processes much faster than they do. And also, of course, things that uh, relate to data. Data is becoming more and more important in every sector on the one hand to uh, provide more added value, on the other hand, to uh, become more operational excellent. Also, with all new data streams coming from those connected devices, it offers much more opportunity to, on the one hand, sophisticate pricing, and on the other hand, provide those new services uh, for consumers. So Mm. that'll offer a great opportunity also for InsurTech. And when we project forward, say we project forward 10, 15 years, say you're doing your DIA conference in 2030, uh, what would you like to be uh, looking back on in terms of... uh, evolution or revolution uh, in insurtech and insurance? Well, the reason why we started this also basically what we did in our consultancy projects is that sort of our mission is to help the insurance industry, which we think is very important, to become much more customer centric. So what we would hope for is that in that point in time, but hopefully much sooner, the industry would be far more customer centric. That's one thing. The second thing is that we believe that financial institutions are very important for the whole society to solve a number of societal problems. And we believe that insurers can have a much larger impact in society, much more social and economic impact. Let's dig into that uh, societal aspect again, because can you give me some example of where you think insurers can add value there? Well, take, for example, all the health costs, looking at aging oh, populations course, yeah. in all the Western countries, probably. I think that uh, insurers can play a uh, very important role in uh, promoting the use of technology in the health ecosystem so that the total cost of healthcare goes down while also giving uh, patients much more care. Well, just like a very simple example, you know, my, uh, my mother is 82 and she needs to go to the, uh, to the hospital every week to get some checks done. Well, most of the checks can be done also from home with the latest technology. And that would, of course, uh, save a lot of costs on the one hand, but also uh, makes life a lot easier for her. She spends half a day a week just spending in a hospital for a few checks that could be done by phone. Mm. Well, and that's a very simple example, but also think about telemedicine. But think about also applying their talent or lending their talent, for instance, when it comes to uh, data analytics to, for instance, create solutions that we now face, you know, like there's a number of, there's a limited number of beds on the intensive care units of hospitals and modeling the data that we have can help to make better projections on the Mm. capacity that is needed and where uh, people, patients would need to be brought to. So there are a lot of things that technology can do. I think that the toothbrush example that I mentioned is one that really helps to save costs and especially in the aging society that is very important. 
Absolutely. But that's one example. Eh? But we also, also see that in other parts. We see that, for instance, Allianz just uh, took a stake in a company in Sweden called Bima. And Bima serves around 20 million customers in, in emerging countries and offering them small insurances. They call it micro-insurance. And every time you make a call via your smartphone, you sort of also put aside a little amount of money as a premium for your protection insurance. And that really helps to get access to the bottom of the pyramid that is usually not protected at all. So if they get unemployed, they run a fair chance of losing their home. With those kind of insurances, they are safeguarded for that situation. Uh, well, look, Roger, thanks a million for uh, taking the time. Um, where can people find out more about you and more about DIA? The simplest way is to go to our website, which is digitalinsuranceagenda.com. And if they want to reach out to me, it's roger at digitalinsuranceagenda.com. And uh, always happy to discuss the latest innovations in insurance. Great, Roger. And I'll put links to everything that we discussed in our show notes. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Connor. Thanks for offering the opportunity. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on LinkedIn. And please visit our website, insuretechireland.org. See you next week.